Have you ever felt guilt, shame, or both when you just take care of yourself? As if, to make it frank, living your day-to-day -day life hassles others? The way we act when we feel guilt or shame, at least for that reason, creates major roadblocks to calcifying your wishbone into a backbone. In this episode, Dr. Cashy posits we can act in ways true to ourselves and respect others. Let's talk about it. Roll the intro! Hello! Hello and welcome to... <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. And today, we are taking a closer look at... B assertive be e assertive okay getting more of what you need in any situation by acting assertively <laughs> this is an early one today lots of stuff like two two episodes in one all right i'm i'm stoked for this oh, a little bit of background here all right uh i consulted two people with cancer yesterday interesting how things turn out okay i consulted two people with cancer and they had polar opposite demeanors and outlooks. One of the interactions was, was formalized and the other a bit more relaxed, ironically starting by an act of assertiveness, a message, right? And although books and science experiments have done me a great service, combining it with the human experience is the only way to effectively translate that material into anything worth a damn. So the following is my, my modest attempt at harmonizing theory, research, and practice so that they can learn from each other through my experiences with them and to live more fulfilled lives in any circumstance and that you too may benefit from my windfall for gaining such valuable insights. So this episode of Coffee with Cashy is dedicated to them, all right? So thinking caps on, everybody. Thinking caps on. When was the last time you heard some variation of the following? Don't be a doormat. Stick up for yourself. Don't be a weenie. Speak up. Take charge. Be a leader. Take what's yours. Stick it to him. Own it. These are baseless, confusing, haphazard cues to be assertive. Okay? This is some of the stupidest, meaningless, most futile advice in the history of the universe. When interpreted at face value, this advice, at best promotes aggression, and in every circumstance is vague, aimless, negative, and only serves to remind people of their faults or what they perceive as their faults. In other words, this is grade A BS. Grade A BS, all right? Dr. Cashy does think openly, however, that you should turn your wishbone into a backbone. For that reason, start calcifying your wishbone when you're chill and level-headed, okay? Looking to change or fix something when you're upset is about as useful as the cues I mentioned a moment ago. The following is Dr. Cashy's assertiveness ideology, also known as, maybe henceforth, as Dr. Cashy's backbone manifesto. <laughs> so this is what it really means to turn your wishbone into a backbone. I have these little, little benchmarks here that I think are fun. Make sure I get everything in the frame here. All right, this is backwards. That is confusing. Let me see if I can... Maybe it's upside down. Nope, it's right side up. Oh man, this is backwards. I wonder 
if I can. Hold on one second. Maybe I can turn the screen around. This is this way. Oh, I also need to, to do this. Oh, okay. Now y'all can see me. Why don't you say anything? Y'all are crazy. All right. Now I can hold on one second. Sorry guys. If I can swap this, uh, flip horizontal. Oh yeah. Now you can hear me. All right. Well, now everything is in order here. I think good gravy. Okay. Okay. So number one, some self-respect is required here. Making mistakes is different than being a mistake. Number two, mistakes are an essential nutrient for human development. Number three, putting myself first is crucial. Number four, what I need is more important than what you want. Number five, it is okay to feel good about getting what I need. Number six, I explain how I feel in a neutral and matter-of-fact way. Number seven, I expect and understand others to see and feel differently than I do. I proceed anyway. <laughs> Number eight, understanding is more important than agreeing. It's a greater than simple. Number nine, by accepting responsibility for my feelings, thoughts, and actions, I retain my power to master them. By putting that responsibility on others, my power to master them goes with it. And number 10, for that reason, sticking up for myself also means sticking up to myself. Hmm, that's probably my favorite one. Sticking up for yourself also means sticking up to yourself, <laughs> okay? It all sounds fabulous on paper, right? Probably because it is. It is fabulous on paper. However, taking this show and turning it into go is the next logical step. It's also the wrong step. Instead of jumping right into how to give this incentive gas, we are first addressing something far more important than going faster. Dr. Cashy is addressing, uh, why are we going so slow? <laughs> Therefore, we must first resolve what keeps your foot on the brake. Then, and only then, are you free to open up with all the gas you could ever want. After perusing the literature, Dr. Cashy found 11 major roadblocks to acting assertive. In Dr. Cashy's studies, though, when reviewing his internal data at TKN, okay, all of the nuanced obstacles, barring cultural and religious belief systems, they all fit into to two archetypes. And Dr. Cashy actually added one more super obvious and possibly humorous obstacle to acting assertively, and I hope you find it as humorous as he does, all right? So here's the first one. You feel, you're feeling selfish for wanting what you need and guilty at the idea of getting it. Number two, you are worried about how they will respond after acting on it. And Dr. Cashy's super obvious bonus reason to keep people from acting from assertively. Maybe you just need to be taught how to do it properly. How about them apples? Jeez. Sometime in your life, maybe now, you're, you're, you're put off from acting assertively, assertively because of, of feeling selfish or wanting what you need for selfish for wanting what you need and feeling, feeling guilty at the idea of getting it, all right? There might be a core belief that it's bad for you to get what you need because you think it's selfish, and to that end, you might also think being selfish is bad. Additionally, you may also think the conveniences, desires, and impulses of, of other people are more important than your needs. It is also possible that you take full responsibility for how others treat you because maybe you did something to them to deserve that treatment. The classic and depressing example is, is taking blame uh, for another person's jarring behavior toward you, many times abusive in some way, because you decided to interact with them when they were in a bad mood, so you got what you deserved. 
okay? Sometime in your life, maybe now, you're putting off, you're being put off from active asserting, being put off from acting assertively because of how others might respond. Harm to your mind and body because of an abusive relationship. The golden handcuffs, a classic one, where you give yourself permission to stay quiet and be miserable because of some other practical benefit, right? Like staying at a job you hate because it pays the bills or tolerating spiteful and toxic friends and family members because they provide some convenience such as childcare or a rideshare. They think you're stupid or a failure because of you saying what's upsetting you, okay? Their, their feelings, if you do act on it, their feelings get crushed and the idea of crushing their feelings is getting worse than what you need. And maybe somebody, you know, there's a possibility that they would reject you because they interpret you standing up for yourself as, as infringing on them. And hint, that means they, they may have thought they owned that part of you and you have Dr. Cassidy's permission to, to get it back, <laughs> okay? Right? And Dr. Cassidy's super obvious and objectively humorous bonus reason for th that, that's keeping people from acting assertively is that you just need to be taught how to do it properly. <laughs> So listen close. Dr. Kashi has your back, all right? Dr. Kashi has a four-step process to turn your wishbone into a backbone in the real world setting, okay? So check out the Coffee with Kashi episode on criticism and you'll see some alignment, okay? And an opportunity to get a deeper mastery of this material. Also, one last thing before we start. <laughs> sticking up for yourself also means sticking up to yourself. Man, I will say that over and over, all right? So here's Dr. Cassie's four-step process to turn your wishbone into a backbone. Make sure we have everything in frame and it makes sense. Yeah, it's in the right order. Good. Step number one, state your concerns and desired changes. Step number two, listen to their perspective. Step number three, reach a mutual understanding versus a mutual agreement. Step number four, decide what to do next and how to address it again if necessary, right? So step one, state your case. Are you both present? You know, eyes, ears, mouth, nose, brains. Are you both present? Be clear and specific, specifically about how your interpretation of this person's behavior is troubling you. Speak only for yourself. Pragmatic descriptions work better than pragmatic, or pragmatic descriptions work better than passionate descriptions, okay? So it'd be like, disappointed or annoyed or frustrated instead of angry, uh, concerned versus jealous or envious, All right? I feel annoyed versus or instead of you make me feel angry, <laughs> right? How you feel matters. What you need matters more, all right? Explain your needs as preferences for that reason rather than demands and the positive effect those changes will have on you and maybe by extension, the positive effect it has on you both and those around you, all right? So I'll get more into that in a second. Step number two, listening to their perspective. This is hopefully relatively self-explanatory. There can be tons of other stuff on active listening, but really pay attention, zip your lip, sit down on your hands and absorb what's happening and respect it, all right? Agreeing, disagreeing, that sort of stuff, uh, embracing whatever, respect it and understand it. Be, be clear, I'm gonna be clear that way. Step number three. Step number three, reach a mutual understanding versus an agreement, all right? Restate each perspective and make sure there is mutual respect and understanding. Agreement and agreeing is overrated. Understanding is far more important than agreeing. Please, yes, <laughs> okay? And step number four, what to do next? I think this is, right? Yes, what to do next and how to address it again if necessary. 
if after a few attempts you feel you must demand, okay, from a person closer to you, like if you state your preferences and you go through this process and you're reasonable and you both have reach an understanding and something is still off, uh, and then you feel like you need to make demands of this person to change, then maybe it's time you, you audit that relationship as a whole, okay? Uh, if it is a person with a relatively weak relationship, right, such as an acquaintance or, or a coworker or a neighbor, then wash your hands and escalate the situation to the proper person, people, or department. <laughs> Verify the mutual understanding and then determine the best way to bring this up again in the future if necessary. Like, if this happens again, Sometimes it's something silly like a code word, okay? What is the best way to approach this to make sure that we reach an understanding quicker and make sure we're all level-headed so we can move on as fast as possible in the most efficient way and both be productive, all right? So let's round this up. One, be calm and to the point about behaviors frustrating you. Two, be succinct about how this is a problem for you. Three, verify a mutual understanding. And four, see where it goes, see where it goes. Last thing, and a fun outlook, and my favorite outlook, is that this is a pen and paper conversation you can and should have with yourself. This is you disembodying from your thoughts and behaviors and, and addressing that conflict to get what you need, all right? Be present, state your case <laughs> uh, in a calm way, right? Seek understanding, and then explain your preferences by listing, by listing action steps. After which, have a follow-up method if this happens again, and you will have a meaningful outcome. If you do all of this as a conversation with yourself on paper, it's fabulous. It's fabulous, all right? So I'm gonna summarize here. Acting, acting assertively is the most civil way to get more of what you need while maintaining a, a synchronous relationship with your environment and the people in it, all right? Because, well, when you live and work in close proximity to other people, it's obvious that when your goal is to win, rather than get what you need, then everybody loses. And you've positively been on the receiving end of that behavior as well, I'm sure. Sulking and passive aggression, which is the typical outcome in a blatant win-lose situation, definitely does more harm than good. Sometimes people are stubborn a-holes and you need to civilly escalate. Sometimes we are stubborn a-holes. Sometimes you are a stubborn a-hole and we must take the responsibility to escalate and moderate, okay? Being assertive all the time turns you into a coercive and commanding a-hole to other people. Being passive all the time turns you into a coercive and commanding a-hole to yourself. Show self-respect. Think in terms of actions and behaviors rather than character. Show respect to others. Speak in terms of actions and behavior instead of character, right? So in conclusion here, in this episode, I explained why I think turning your wishbone into a backbone is important how standing up for yourself also means standing up to yourself, explained how we all have some mental blocks in some situations that impair, that impair us from doing either, okay? And this is about managing your relationships with other people such that there's an equitable exchange of value and costs. Keeping the peace at a workspace or living space at the cost of, of anyone being beaten down uh, is blatantly confusing peace with quiet, right? There can be peace and there can be quiet, and there can be peace and quiet. And a lot of times people confuse peace and quiet when they are two totally separate things, okay? And like many useful traits, these behaviors are a skill to master uh, far more than they are a person to become. And there is a tool for every job, and this is a damn good tool, I think. So if you wanna become more assertive to get more of what your mind and body need, then make sure to drop Dr. Cashy a message in a comment. He gets back to all of them. Wanna continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. 
It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>